0: Hello <clears throat> Well, we sure are getting a lot of conflicting messages these days. I've heard experts say that you should wear a mask and it should be a hospital grade mask. I've heard others say it doesn't need to be a hospital mask. Any cloth will do. I've heard experts say that uh, wearing a mask does not prevent you from getting the virus. I've heard other experts say a mask prevents you from getting the virus. Others say it doesn't prevent you from getting the virus. It helps you to spread it helps you not to spread the virus. Um, I've heard uh, experts say that the best thing that we can do is stay home, eat right, and exercise. And so eat the food you already have in your house. But in order to eat right, in order to have fresh produce, fresh vegetables and fruit and things like that, you got to get out of the house and go to the store. So you can't do both. You can't stay home and eat what you have and eat healthy most likely. And it requires us to have to get out and go to the grocery store. So those are conflicting messages to me. One of the craziest uh, messages that that has been put out is what is essential and what is non-essential. For instance, liquor stores, have been valued as essential and so during this time of quarantine liquor stores are open but the churches are not i i I just can't put my my mind around that that seems to be just ludicrous to me uh if i just don't see how a liquor store is essential but they've been deemed as essential so i'm not quite sure uh how how to think about that, what to think about that. Uh, I've heard some experts say that once you've been exposed to the virus, that uh, you build up antibodies, you become immune to the virus. I've heard other experts say that there's no evidence of that, that the evidence is showing that you can get the virus more than once. And so who do you believe with that? Uh, even uh, the uh, experts talking about the length of time that you need to wash your hands. I've heard experts say twenty seconds. I've heard experts say forty seconds. I've heard experts say up to a minute. Now, one of those uh, is something. There's something going on there. It can't be like that. It can't be. It has to be twenty seconds or twenty seconds is it enough. It has to be forty seconds. And then I've heard some experts say all you need is hot water and soap to wash your hands effectively. Others says, no, you need to have the antibacterial uh, soap. So, who do you believe? What experts do you trust in? Uh, So, I've heard some speak and say, some experts have said the virus is worse than the broke economy. Others say the broke economy is worse than the virus. And so those are conflicting messages. Uh, I've I've heard experts say we have enough masks, enough PPE gear for all the hospitals. And then I've heard others say we don't have enough PPE gear for all the hospitals. So where are those masks at? What's going on with that? That's a conflicting message to me. You can't have enough masks and not enough masks. You can't have enough ventilators and not enough ventilators. And and so we're getting mixed messages all the time that are, are conflicting. We've heard that there's not enough hospital beds, and now we're hearing that there's enough hospital beds. Now, I know that's probably based on the model, how many people were going to be needed to be intubated. And thank the Lord that number has come down, and it's not what they're projecting at first, but you can't have enough hospital beds or not have enough hospital beds. And so I'm not quite sure how to to think about all that. Uh, Some experts have said that this virus is not as detrimental as the H1N1 virus was, the swine flu. Others say this is more detrimental to society than H1N1 virus was. I've heard uh, some experts say that you need to clean all your surfaces, Need to, when you bring home food from the grocery store, you need to be sure that all the packages are washed because the virus can survive for a certain amount of time on surfaces. But I've heard other experts say that there's no evidence of that, that that's not the case. And one expert that I was watching a couple weeks ago said that in their study, in their research, they did not, they did not believe that this virus was uh, able to survive. On a surface and so we have all these mixed messages Uh, and so what do you trust in what do you believe what do you what it's it's very conflicting to me Uh, some of our politicians are saying that everything needs to be opened up as quick as possible others are saying that's a bad idea and so in my position not knowing I mean, I, I don't claim to have any expertise in any of those areas, uh, but just from what I hear them saying, it, it can't be both. It it can't be that it's okay to open up and it can't be that it's not okay to open up if that is indeed what is taking place. So today for our lesson, for our message today, I just I just want to hear something I can count on, something that's not conflicting and something that can make a difference in my life. And so I want to speak to you from Luke chapter 18, which is the parable of the unjust judge or the parable of the persistent widow. And in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8, the scripture clearly tells us our response, always our response. If there's any question about how you are to respond to your life, your circumstances, your troubles, your challenges, this is it. This is your response. One day, in verse 1, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Now, the English Standard Version uh, doesn't use the term never give up, but it says you shouldn't lose heart. And they mean the exact same thing. So, this parable is about believers. God's children always praying and never giving up. So, regardless of what you're faced with, regardless of what kind of issues you're dealing with, here are your two responses. Always. No question about it. It doesn't matter what kind of challenge it is. It doesn't matter what kind of issue you're facing, what kind of struggle there is. Believers always pray, and believers never lose heart. That's what the scripture tells us to do. So, It's simplified for us. We know what to do. We know how to respond. Now, we may not know the right door to go through. We may not understand exactly the right solution to our problem. But we do know that initially our response is always prayer and not giving up. He says, there was a judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor cared about people. So that's that's this unjust judge. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Now, one of my favorite boxers, throughout the history of time has been Oscar De La Hoya and the reason why I like Oscar De La Hoya is he was uh, he wasn't a real hard puncher he, he wasn't like Mike Tyson that would go in and Mike Tyson could just land one punch and it was lights out he, he had that kind of power in his punch but Oscar De La Hoya he was you know he was a lightweight he was a uh, uh, he was smaller he was. He did not have as big of one punch as people like Mike Tyson did. But Oscar De La Hoya was a technician in boxing. Man, he was a machine. He would go in there, and he would throw a, a quick jab and back right out. Throw another jab, back right out. Throw another jab, and, and then every now and then, he'd be able to land two or three punches in a row. And, and what Oscar De La Hoya would do is he would wear the opponent down. And by wearing the opponent down, he, he was able to win his fights. Now, the word that we have here for he, she is wearing me out. The judge says she is wearing me out. That's the reference for that. That's really what that word talks about. Is that in a boxing match or a fight or a struggle that the blows just keep on coming. One blow didn't impact. Another blow didn't impact. But after several blows, the boxer became tired. He became weary. And so that's what the judge is saying here, that she kept on coming. She was persistent. She hung in there. Now, this scripture is not telling us that we need to pester God. That we need to, uh, that we need to be absolutely uh, repetitive. We need to be, uh, you know, like a uh, just a a, a you know just 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 absolutely you know bent on getting God's hearing, because the reason is is because God is not like this judge, God. Loves people. God wants to hear us. Now, this lady had a few things going against her. One thing, she's a lady. And in that day and time, ladies did not have the same access to, to opportunities that men had. And so, this judge who doesn't care about people, doesn't believe in God, doesn't fear God, uh, he most likely would not see her just because she was a female. And that was the kind of day that they lived in. Also, it says that she's a widow lady and most likely being a widow lady, she did not have a lot of funds. Now, in this day and time, the judge was like a nomad. They had a circuit. They're like a circuit rider. They would would take a tent and they would move it from town to town, village to village, city to city. And the judge would not stay in one place, but he would go to a place and he would set up his tent and people would come uh, for a hearing from the judge. And so in order to see that judge, you had to have some money because you had to pay a bribe. But man, it, it was a it was a, a dishonest system, perhaps much like today in some cases that we deal with. It says in verse six, and the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end, so don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and day and night will he keep putting him off i tell you he will grant justice to them quickly so we have a different situation with our judge our judge is god god loves us god cares for us and, and that's what jesus is saying here jesus is saying that that You do not have to, you do not have to be as persistent as this lady had to be to get a hearing because our God, our, our judge wants to hear us. However, persistence is the virtue here that, that Jesus is sharing this parable. And it's, it's spoken about in the wording, always pray, never give up, always pray, never lose hope. We are to be persistent in praying, and we are to be persistent in never giving up. We're just not going to do it. So if I have a problem, I have a struggle, I have a challenge, i got something that I've got to face, I already have the instructions. I face the struggle, the trouble, the trial with prayer and without quitting. I'm just not going to quit. I'm not going to lose heart. Now I might have some down times. I might have some struggles. There may be some emotional disturbances along the way, but the bottom line is I'm just not going to give up because the scripture says that I'm not to. Now, what is the what is the 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 reason? What is the the catalyst for stopping prayer or failing to pray or not praying about a matter and losing? hope well one thing is if we're not careful because sometimes the answer is wait from god after we pray and when we have the answer of wait or if we have the answer of no uh we might get discouraged we might find ourselves lacking belief in the power of prayer in the effectiveness of prayer and so if we're not careful uh, we'll allow our circumstances to determine our obedience And what the scripture says is our circumstances never determines our obedience. We're always obedient. We're always going to do what the Lord's instructed us to do. And here he says, always pray and never give up. And so regardless of what we face, regardless of the challenges, here's what we got to do. We've got to always pray and not lose heart. We've got to hang in there. We've got to keep on moving forward. Because if the answer from God is wait, then we've got to wait on Him. If the answer is no, then we've got to adjust to His no. We've got to be accepting of His no. Uh, we, we don't need to get ourselves in a position where we're, we're critical of God, blaming God, angry at God, because He said no. He, he says no because it's not His will. He says no because it's not his plan for our lives. And we've got to, by faith, always keep in mind that his ways for us is always right and always best. And so if God says no to us, it's in our best interest. It's in our our best interest for our life as we live to glorify God and represent him in this world. And then... Jesus concludes with a question. And the question, in the context of this question is the coming of Jesus, the return of Christ. That that he's going to come again and this parable uh, uh speaks about that he is coming again, and when he comes again, what is he going to find? And Jesus asks this question. But when the son of man returns, this is in verse 8, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Now, so this is what this is saying. Jesus is saying to us, we live by faith. And and the two ways that we demonstrate that faith is always praying and never losing hope. And if we're always praying and never losing hope, always seeking the Lord, always living by prayer, always putting ourselves in a position that what God wants is what we want, that we pray according to his desires, we pray according to his will, we literally pray his word, we speak to him, we focus on him, we we pray in such a way that we are totally surrendered to whatever God's will is, that we are exercising faith, we are demonstrating that, that we're people of faith. And we're also demonstrating that we're people of faith when we don't lose hope. We don't give up. And so there's two things for us. In all this conflicting news that we have out there, how do we as God's children respond? We always pray, and we never give up. And he gives us the power to keep on praying, and to keep on holding tight, holding firm, trusting in him, and and not giving up. So, if the Lord Jesus returns today, if he returns this week, will he find You being faithful? That's the crucial question for everything we face in life obedience over circumstances, faith over worry, love over hate, believing over anxiety. Now, with all the conflicting messages that are out there, here's the simple truth for us. Your life can be enhanced. Your life can be better. You can experience the spiritual work of the Lord if you will just upfront decide no matter what happens, no matter the challenges, no matter the setbacks, no matter the disappointments that I'm going to face, no, no matter the news that I hear out there in this world, for me, I'm going to keep on praying and I'm going to keep on trusting and having hope in god i'm not going to quit now one thing that i have dedicated my life to is i'm going to finish strong i'm not going to quit ministry i'm not going to quit pastoring i've been called to be a pastor i've been called to to disciple i've been called to obey god in this assignment that he's given me and so for me success and and truly, life significance is simply doing what the Lord has asked me to do. And so I am called to always pray and never give up. Keep on showing up. Keep on hanging in there. Even when things don't look good. Even when things are disturbing. Even when the circumstances perhaps get to the place where they seem to be overwhelming in my life. I've got to keep on praying, and keep on believing. And and that's the same assignment the Lord's given you. And so, are you faithful? When the Lord returns, will he find you being faithful? Well, you're down the road if you're obedient to always pray and never give up. There's no quit in us. No quit in us as children of God. So, let's pray. Father, we just pray, God, that you'd help us to hear your word clearly this morning. May your spirit guide and direct us, and, and may your will be done. And Lord, in this time of such conflicting messages out there and, and such difficult you know, information, the unknown is gripping us, Lord. And I just pray that we will focus on what you've told us to do. And here today in this parable, you have told us that we are faithful when we always pray and we never give up. Father, help us to do that. May we have your strength and your power to do what you've asked us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless. I hope you have a good day. Bye-bye.